אתם עם SBS בעברית. We are joined now by Carly Adno from the Australian Jewish News. Hi, Carly. Hi, Amit. Thanks for having me. No worries. Glad you can be with us again this week. And let's begin with this week's edition with a very cheerful headline. And we can't miss that on your front page. Well, the front page, there could only be one front page this week, and that's the closing ceremony of the Maccabee Games. Um, and our front page headline is, Oh, what a game, because it really was um, a spectacular 21st Maccabee Games, especially for the Australian team. Um, the largest delegation of more than 620 people, including 538 athletes and more than 85 volunteers, Um, their games experience began on the 7th of July, and it came to a conclusion with Australia achieving one of their best results, coming third in the overall medal count with 99 medals, according to the official Maccabee Games tally. Australia's 23 gold, 32 silvers and 44 bronze medals put them only behind Israel and the USA. Um, although on the basis of gold medals, Australia came fourth, pipped just by Argentina. So it was uh, another incredible Maccabee Games, a successful one overall for the 10,000 participating Jewish athletes from all over the world and another particularly good one for the Australian team. That's great news and congratulations to everyone who won a medal, especially to the Australian team. And another story we have, which is connected to the Maccabee Games, but a member of Australia's Maccabee team was treated by Magen David Adom paramedics after having a heart attack on the field on Sunday. During a Masters soccer game in Netanya, Ilan Zimmerman from Sydney walked off the field displaying unusual body language before he collapsed on the grass. Um, but it was thanks to the quick intervention of the MDA team, the life of the Australian athlete was saved. The MDA team was there and began CPR with electric shocks from a defibrillator. And within a few minutes, the Australian, who's 55, was evacuated to a hospital in Netanya, fully conscious and communicative. So thankfully that, um, that defibrillator and Magen David Adom were there on the scene to save the life of Ilan Zimmerman. Oh, wow. Is someone from his family with him? Do we know how he feels now? Yes, apparently his wife is with him in the hospital and um, he's doing really well and he should be back in Australia soon. And that's good news. But for now, the games are over and see you again in four years, right? Yep, officially over um, for another four years. Obviously, it was delayed um, for a year. This one was meant to take place last year, but, you know, COVID affected that as, as it has affected many other things. Nice. Moving to other headlines, and I saw that Josh Frydenberg is now starting a new senior job, not in politics, but somewhere else. Carly? Well, there is some news about our ex-treasurer, Josh Frydenberg. Um, the former federal treasurer, Josh, Josh Frydenberg, has taken a senior job in the private sector. He's joined top flight investment bank Goldman Sachs. after he lost his parliamentary seat in the May federal election. Before the election, when the talk was about Frydenberg as the possible next liberal leader, or perhaps even the prime minister, he was asked on his options if things don't go to plan for the government. Um, back, in, back at that time, he said he's focused on winning his seat. The Australian Jewish News spoke to Josh Frydenberg um, just after his new role, and he said that in my new role at Goldman Sachs, I'm really looking forward to working with leading corporates as they navigate a very challenging global economic environment. So there we go. Josh Frydenberg has moved out of politics and into investment banking. Do we know exactly what his role is? 
Yeah, he's taken on the role of Asia Pacific Senior Regional Advisor for Goldman Sachs. All right, nice. From stories about getting a new job and success to a completely different story about the former Yeshiva Spiritual Center rabbis declaring bankruptcy to struggle repay the loan for keeping the Yeshiva Center in Flood Street in Bondi. This is a story that began a few years ago. Right, Carly? Yep. Former Yeshiva Center spiritual leader Rabbi Pincus Feldman and his son, Rabbi Yosef Feldman, have been declared bankrupt. The rabbis had only paid back $150,000 of their $1.5 million in loans to Rabbi Corey Teya that they were ordered to repay by the Supreme Court of Victoria. They had borrowed the money to keep the Yeshiva Center in Flood Street, Bondi, now known as the Harry Trigoboff Center, under, under very different financial management. Rabbi Teya, who worked with the Feldmans at the center, sued them in the Supreme Court of Victoria, where he now lives, in order to recover the debt. In March 2020, the court ordered that they repay Rabbi Teya the sum of $1.515 million. An appeal against the decision was unsuccessful. So as a result, they've been declared bankrupt. And in another story this week, I mean, I'm not sure if you've heard about journalist Eve Barlow, but she's on her way to Australia next month. No, not really. But tell us more about Eve Barlow. She is born in Scotland, lives in L.A. She's a music journalist. music journalist, but she's also an outspoken Zionist. Um, she's coming to Australia on behalf of Wheatso next month. Anyway, we've spoken to her um, and she gave a fascinating interview about the, uh, the online hatred and abuse she receives um, just for standing up for Israel and being outspoken about being a Zionist. She told us that the barrage of hate and abuse she receives on social media has begun to sound like white noise. Born in Scotland and based in Los Angeles, Barlow describes herself as the interrupter to her substantial Twitter following, but it's the word Zionist in her biography that draws vitriol. She told the Jewish News that it's par for the course with being someone who is disruptive or saying something that isn't as popular as what might be trending, whether that's Israel in the arena of Israel versus Palestine or something else. Um, when you're standing up for the party that's misunderstood, and is connected to a deep part of your identity, it can be quite difficult. You have to take these things with a grain of salt. I didn't start advocating for Israel on social media thinking it was going to be a walk in the park. And she went on to describe um, just how much abuse she does get for standing up for Israel, but how determined she is to fight anti- anti-Semitism. And she's coming to Australia to hopefully encourage uh, more members of the Jewish community to do what they can to fight anti-Semitism through education. Yeah, that would be a good idea. We definitely need some tools fighting anti-Semitism through education. And from fighting anti-Semitism, tell us about the new Zionist Federation of Australia's Israel Go initiative, where young adults can participate and take part of. Yes, there will be more young Jewish adults will be able to participate in an Israel program with the official relaunch of the Zionist Federation of Australia's Israel Go initiative. The two-year pilot program in partnership with the UIA Karen Hayasod and private philanthropists will provide financial support for young adults participating in the gap year programs in 2022 and 2023. ZFA President Jeremy Liebler said the program's launch last year was a complete game changer for the Israel program. 
programs landscape. With the financial challenges that the p- pandemic created, it was important for us to lead with a solution, he said. We know from our data that participation in Israel programs increases the connection to and the relationship with, Austra- with Israel, and we want to continue to be able to nurture this. So it's great to see the Israel Go initiative relaunched um, that will see students head to Israel on a gap year program. Carly, let's finish off with some tech and innovation news, what we usually don't do. But how can I ignore your article about an Israeli flying car? Yes, an Israeli startup that is developing a consumer flying vehicle said its prototype successfully completed a first hover test with regulators recently. Air began accepting pre-orders for its Air One aircraft, which is an all-electric two-seater flying car. Um, the aircraft offers a range of 177 kilometers on a single charge at speeds of up to 250 kilometers per hour with a flight time of one hour. It has collapsible wings for easy parking and the ability to take off or land from any flat surface. Hey, this is great. I hope soon in Australia. Carly Adno, thank you so much for your time and speak to you again next week. No worries. Thanks for having me again. רוצים לשמוע עוד סיפורים? האזינו דרך האפל פודקאסט, גוגל פודקאסט, ספוטיפיי, או בכל מקום אחר בו ניתן להאזין לפודקאסטים.